What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Lost Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, and we are with the Pantheon Podcast Network. Today, we have author James Bailey on the show, and I cannot wait to get this thing started. So, let's go. And as always, I'm with my co-host, Kyler, all the way from California. Before we get the show started, I do want to remind everyone to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on all podcasting platforms. James Bailey is an author. He has a book. I have it right here called The Diary of a Manic OCD Bookseller. And it is fantastic. Not only does it make you laugh, but it also makes you think. And so without further ado, James, welcome to the show. Thank you, James Bailey, author and actor. Don't forget that. Oh, author and actor. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I'm reading this book, and I don't know what to expect at first, except for it says OCD, manic OCD bookseller. So I'm thinking, what am I getting into? And it starts off with pretty much you starting off as a writer. And I want to ask you, what got you into writing? What wanted to get you into writing in the first place? Well, what happened, I was an actor in Hollywood, and I was getting some parts, but nothing you would say, hey, there's that guy when I walked down the street kind of thing. So I befriended Mel Brooks, which is, you, as you know, that weird story in the book. Did you did you get that part in the book? Yeah, but I, I want you to explain. I want you to elaborate on it, okay? <laughs> elaborate on it. It's your well, story. He's yeah. quizzing you. He's making yeah, sure okay, you read it. it. I got you. All right. <laughs> well, what happened was I, I wasn't getting, you know, I was getting smaller parts, you know, Stuff, like I said, nothing that stood out. And so I was always hustling. You know, I was going to studios, sneaking into studios. And back then, they didn't have the stalkers and all that. Where you could, you know, they didn't. The security wasn't, you know, worried about some nut coming in there. Right, right. Hurting someone or following someone. So what I would do, I'd wait till lunch every day at Fox or whatever studio. And I, when all the suits would go in with their suits and all that, I would just join them. I had a cheap suit that I had a $15 suit. That I wore every day, and uh, I would just ask them the time or something, you know, so like we're together. <laughs> so <laughs> the security just assumed I was with that group. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get in, I would try to meet producers, casting people, you know, and I did it all the time. I, you know, I was, I couldn't stop, you know. <laughs> so it was probably a lot easier then than it is now. To oh, yeah. Like that, right? Because security's oh, you, all over the place. These no, days. you couldn't. No, you couldn't do it today. And there's too many wackos, you know, her dangerous wackos. Yeah. I guess I wasn't dangerous. You know? <laughs> so anyway, I'm doing that crazy stuff. And I hear this guy yelling from behind me. He goes, are you fucking insane? And I thought, oh, God, who, who's behind? I didn't have to turn around. <laughs> and I turn around. It's Mel Brooks. He goes, are you fucking insane? I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I said, uh, why? <laughs> he said, you're every fucking day. You got the same fucking clothes on. I'm just insane. <laughs> so I said, well, that, that's debatable, but I didn't say that. But I just said, no, I'm an actor. I'm trying to meet people, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, that's not the way to do it. You know, if I notice your security's going to notice. He was trying to keep me from getting in trouble, you know. Right. I said, okay. He said, don't come back. Leave right now. Don't come back. Of course, when he walked away, I kept doing what I was doing. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can't be stopped. So anyway, true story. Next day, I had an audition for Charlie's Angels. So I had a legitimate pass at Fox, you know, my right. first <laughs> legitimate. So I'm walking this big studio at Fox, and I thought, Mel, he'll never see me. It's huge. I didn't want to see Mel after he 
scolding me. <laughs> so I walk in the freaking studio, I'm looking around, making sure I don't, he doesn't see me or I don't see anybody. And all of a sudden, this Rolls Royce comes pulling in, and Mel sees me, and he starts shaking his head. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I run Busted. Mel, I got a freaking pass, man. I'm legitimate. He said, "Well, tuck your fucking shirt." In. <laughs> And then we become friends ever since. So there's a method to my madness, I guess. Yeah, it, it, throughout your book, uh, you talk about you talk about him a lot. You talk about more books a lot. He, advice that he gave yeah. you, and we're gonna get into that. But you know, it seems like you're very big on on not giving up, not giving uh. up because so many people give up on their dreams, their passions, way too much. And with your story, what I got from it was never give up. And as long as you keep on pushing, you'll find the right path to get to where you need to go. That's right. You got to go. Sometimes you got to go a long way out of your way to get where you want to be. You know, a lot of detours, but as long as you keep plugging, that's my philosophy. You know. So before we get into the actors and the the book, uh, uh, you know, you talk about a homeless guy. That which which which, which, which one? one? <laughs> this is when I really first started when I was as I was, as I was reading the book. You know, and I want to tell everyone that's out there. This is a really it's a good read. Um, the chapters kind of they're fast chapters because they're, they're kind of short stories of a path that you've been on. And one of the first stories that I remembered from the book, I was sitting at a bar in, in Wichita, Kansas, and I said, "Let me." Oh, I was born sixty miles outside of Wichita. Okay, right on. And I, Kansas City, Kansas, by the way. Anybody? Okay, else? right on. That's that's right. It's 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 our uh, Ark City, not, not Arkansas. Ark Kansas is what they call. Well, they call it Ark City if you live there. You know, Ark City. Okay. And I'm reading this, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm and I catch myself laughing out loud. Good. <laughs> you know, what? I got a beer in one hand. I'm laughing, and everyone's at this bar is looking at me like. And I actually got, I called Kyler, and I, I said, "Just gonna uh, say that." Yeah, she go ahead. She goes, "Don't be that guy at a bar reading a book." I said, yeah. well, "Let's do the show, right, Kyler?" <laughs> no, but I thought when I first called you, you said, "I'm at a bar reading a book." Didn't I say was. what book. I know. So I said, "Don't be that guy." But then once he said it was your book, it made sense. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The manic thing, right? The manic, That's a very manic thing. <laughs> so you're, so you're at, you're, you're. I forgot where exactly you live, but you're on your way, I guess, to California. Right. And you pick Gally. up this guy. Why, why do you pick him up again? What's the whole point of picking him up? Well, he had the Jesus loves you sign. I'm always a sucker for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him two bucks, and I then uh, then I don't I don't know what happened. He started talking to me, and my brain knows it, that Jesus is a scam. You know? <laughs> but I do it anyway. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. So that's how that came about. Then he walked up to me. I think it's in the book. He, he somebody stole his Bible and they stole his glasses. You know the sob story. And he's going to San Diego, which we're in Texas at this time. That's right. And here's another red flag. He was there for two weeks at that rest stop. That should have told me. The guy's off his rocker. Well, he's more than okay. not okay. <laughs> so don't let him in your freaking car. But I, I don't think that. Why? <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> being, being OCD, right? Because you're you're diagnosed with OCD. Right. Okay. So doesn't doesn't being OCD. I would assume you wouldn't want to pick someone up because you talked about how yeah. you maybe walking by someone who was on drugs, maybe you felt like you'd be on drugs or, or you yeah, could right. around certain people, right? So you would think you wouldn't pick up this homeless guy who did not smell very good. Well, and take him right. Where you were going. By this time, I bought 90 some percent cured. So, 
Okay. But, okay. but the, all that said, it's good. Uh, I had a fear of germs, as you, I think you saw that in the book. Yes. So self-treatment, for lack of a better word, I, hang, I would hang around dirty people. <laughs> I mean, you're not big on hygiene. You're the straight people. You know? So so that's an, probably one of the reasons. I, I, who knows? I always... I like risks, so I always take a risk. So I thought, ah, oh, this fat guy will be a rest or something. I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking right, that's for sure. <laughs> no. So you let him go. You get to Cal. You finally get to California, or I don't know if you got. Wait a minute! To- I get right, him in the car. Right. This yeah. is a good story. Okay. I drive about two miles in the car, and he stinks so bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I literally, he's about to throw up. He smells oh. so bad. You know, two weeks in the sweat. He weighs oh. four hundred pounds. You know, oh. he had a dirty beard. I mean, the whole nine yards. Oh. So I, I stuck my head out the window and tried to drive like that. You know, I kept, I, you know I kept it. and I it's all said, in here. It's all yeah, in here. <laughs> but I yeah, said, no, dude, go ahead. It's good. It's good. I'm I said, dude, you got to get out, man. <laughs> I can't do this. And he said, I'm not getting out. Not, oh, shit. I got a 400 pound guy who don't want to get out of my car. So, <laughs> so there you go. And he stole my glasses, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Stole my glasses. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that part in the book, but that's crazy that he, that he, that he would, uh, you know, you do someone a favor and they take something from you, but that's, but you know, he did kick him out, but you didn't kick him out in the middle of nowhere. You brought him to another, the nearest rest stop, which is right. far. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened? He told me somebody had stolen his glasses and his Bible, which I, I said to him, I've never heard anybody stealing a Bible before. I want to see your Bible since you're Christian. He said, well, it was stolen. I can't show it to you. <laughs> oh, my wow. God, man. So anyway, it's, it never knew it would be a good story. but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. And yeah. so you, you wind up getting to uh, Cal- California. I don't remember if. I, weren't you trying to sell or get a publisher to publish your books before you went to California and you found some in the UK that kind of changed the yeah. I don't know if it was a narrative or changed some things in your book around to fit their audience? Yeah. You know, I went to California so many times back and forth. I almost get lost in which, so how I was doing at that time mm-hmm. I was going. So, uh, I think what happened, well, getting back to why I got into writing. Yeah. Cause you remind me of that, you know, I was getting these small parts in movies and Mel became friends with Mel. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, Jim, if you write a movie, you know, then you have power. I mean, if they want to buy your script then they, you have to say, well, I won't sell it unless you put me in the movie. Right. So that's kind of where the writing came about. Okay. So okay. then the book writing came about when I was in that OCD clinic, you know, I was telling Mel all the wacky stuff. <laughs> I was, uh, remember I had the fear of drugs yeah. Irrational fear. So I was started hanging around drug dealers, you know, trying to be face my fears. <laughs> they finally said, well, that Jim dude, he always talks about drugs, but we've never seen him do drugs. So then they think <laughs> I'm a narc, you know. <laughs> now I got drug dealers awesome. after me, you know. <laughs> so well, you know, you do you do talk about doing, I think hallucinogenic at one point that you did not care for. And I I don't know if you t- told your mom about it or or something like that. Yeah, you, right. Well, when I was about 19 or 20, I did acid twice. And both times were bad trips. Yeah. And then it uh, uh, seems like a few months later, I started getting depressed. I don't know if I had any. I, I, so doctors won't say anything to do with that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's strange that that would happen to me. So that's kind of then the irrational thinking and all that came about. And then that's what I finally ended up in that clinic and uh, faced my fears, so to speak. And then I start thinking rational, you know, like. 
Yeah. Like one guy was saying in, in the clinic and, and, and he would say, it, you know, if drug, if drugs were that easy to get high off drug dealers, would be out of business. You know? <laughs> he just walked by God. So you start thinking more logical. That's the idea of that training, you know, treatment for lack of a better word, you know, Let's go into the library at Santa Monica. Was it, <laughs> was it was Santa Monica or a different library? I don't know if it's your o- your o- OCU that was kicking in, but you're paranoid that someone's either they're going to hurt you or or someone was staring at you. Oh um, no, I wasn't paranoid. I was I was normal at this time. These are just wackos in the library. And, and <laughs> said, Why are they hurt me? <laughs> No, the paranoia is gone by now. <laughs> now. And you already have your books in the bookstore. Now, getting your books in the bookstore oh. was a lot easier because originally um, it seemed like getting it maybe was almost impossible. And what did you do to get your books into the bookstores in here well, in America? See, that that's where the relentless comes in. I'm a relentless. You know, if you get, mm-hmm. like you said, you set a goal, I can't be stopped. You know, I'm just always moving forward. So what happened, I, I didn't realize this. I just called a bookstore randomly and they I told about my first book, Man Interrupted. And right. they said, is it in the system? And hell, I didn't know what the system was. And I <laughs> said, well, what's your name, James? Yeah, you're in the system. I said, well, can you get my books in the store? Yeah, yeah I'll get your book right now. <laughs> so I didn't know it was that easy. So just like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got five books in the store. And then I sold all five that same day. I, I wouldn't stop till I sold them all. And then I called Mel. I said, well, you're stupid. You got to leave at least one in the store. <laughs> ego or whatever. Yeah. I, well, I can't help myself. <laughs> so then I get on the bus, go to another bookstore. I just nonstop, you know. Hustling. He said yeah, he's yeah, a hustler. Yeah. yeah. You have well, to. A day. I was just. <laughs> you have to. You know what we're going to do? I want to take a, we're going to take a quick sponsored break. Okay. And when we come back. We are going to talk about some of the different celebrities that you have met that you were pretty much showing your book to and some of the stories that you have with them. They're very interesting. I have a few written down, but please feel free to talk about some. Yeah, yeah. I've got some more. (laughs) We'll be right back after this sponsored break. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right. And we are back uh, with author and actor James Bailey. Forgot to say the acting part the first time. Sebastian, you are my man, man. Hey. You're not bad either, but he read my book. He takes precedence, you know. (laughs) Tyler, I will send you a copy. Actually, you know what? You know what, James? I, I might even send you the book um, to get it autographed oh, and sure. then send it back to me because I know you I know you like signing um, or you you have signed a lot of different autographs and books. So let's go into some of the people that you have met. It seems like maybe in Santa Monica, is there a spot like a cafe or I didn't know if it was a cafe or a place where a lot of these celebrities kind of tend to hang out at? Well, most of them is Malibu. 
Malibu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a little place called the Country Mart, and there's little shops and restaurants there. And there was one bookstore at the time. Mm-hmm. So if you walk around there, there's a good chance Jerry Sanfa goes to this certain coffee shop I and mean, all these kind of people. And they had a bookstore right about maybe 50 yards from all these places, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and the owner liked me because I was bringing so much business into the bookstore because yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't know there was a bookstore kind of hidden back there. And a lot of tourists didn't even know. So I hit people up and then I bring them into the store, autograph it, and they'd buy other books. So I was doing this owner a favor. Hustler. There's his hustler. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So I just, uh, even the owner or the manager said, man, he was owning 30 books a week. He said, we can't keep up with you and quit selling so many, you know? So so anyway, like I'm saying, these are very wealthy people and buying a book to them is like buying a Snickers bar. You know, they don't. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, during this encounter, I met a lot. I met Bob Dylan, like I was telling you. I want to talk about Bob. In fact, that's when I was going to lead into the Bob Dylan okay. story, because at first I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's not. And then I'm like, oh, it's so so. In your own words, I want to hear from your mouth. I, I did. I read. I know the whole entire story of what I happened. Know you I just did, gave yeah. it to you in a nutshell there. But God, Kyler hasn't heard. I want to know, you especially from know. you. I want to hear it. Okay. So I'm working the parking lot, you know, in Malibu. <laughs> working, working for a possible <laughs> park victim. No, no pun intended. <laughs> and I walk up to this man. He's walking around. And I say, hey, sir, do you like to read? And he goes, yeah, sure. What you got? So I showed him my book. I was carrying the book with me. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll get your book. And he, he was so nice to me. He says, uh, how long have you been writing? And he said, well, I'm, I'm so happy to meet you, James Bailey. I've never met an author before. And I thought, wow, this guy's the nicest man I've ever met in my whole life. He kept giving me compliments. Yeah. Wow. I, I wish I was like him. Nice guy. Like him. I'm not that nice from God, you know. So we keep walking. We're talking. And finally, we get about halfway to the bookstore. And I think, wait a minute. This guy looks familiar. I mean. He looks like Bob Dylan, you know, <laughs> so part of my brain says, don't ask him, you know, like he's not telling me anything. And so I said, hey, sir, oh, what kind of work do you do, by the way? He says, well, uh, I'm a gardener. You know? so, oh, OK. Gardener. All right. But, but still, they say, wait a minute. You know, and I said uh, I was hoping he would say I'm, I play music or something, you know, Bob or write music or something. Mm-hmm. So we kept going to the store and he kept ta- ask, giving me compliments again. James, where do you do most of your writing? You know, just like old friend kind of thing. So we get in the store and I'm going to autograph the book. So I'm thinking, ah, Robert or Bob, right? He's got to give me something. <laughs> so I said, sir, well, what, what you want me to write down? You know, <laughs> And he says, uh, uh, just leave a blank. He says, I'm, I'm going to give it to my friend when I finish. See, he didn't want to tell me. So I tried one more trick. He said, what's your next book about? And I know Bob's originally from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So my book's about a guy from Minnesota. <laughs> he never been on it. He said, oh, really? <laughs> you know, so, so anyway, nice man. And then this black woman comes in and he's telling her about me, this black woman. I heard he's in the black woman, which is fine. <laughs> I'm in the, well, whatever. <laughs> so anyway. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so he's telling her about uh, me. He's pointing, there's James Bailey, the author, blah, blah, blah. And, wow, I'm thinking, God, I love this man. You know. So finally he left, and then uh, the owner or manager, whoever it was, she says, you know who that was, Bob Dylan, don't you? I said, yeah, I knew, I thought so. I was almost positive. But, so, yeah, she said he comes around there once in a while. And, they, you know, all those mild people. 
kind of know each other in some way or another. So did you, did you have, yeah, yeah. And you say it so well too, you know, way better than I would have said it. Uh, did you ever get starstruck meeting some of these people when you were out there? Like, like we're going to talk about Seinfeld and I want to talk a little bit about Cameron Diaz. I think there's a very oh, Cameron, valuable love, lesson with that love one. Cameron Diaz. But, but did you ever get starstruck and or feel, feel and, and I know you felt nervous or Whatever. At some point, yeah, yeah. What, what was the feeling like? Ever like, no, I'm, I just, I, I don't want to talk to him. I wouldn't even know what to say. Did that ever happen, or just were you just hustling your book? No, hustling. <laughs> He's uh, no prisoners are allowed. I take them all, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I really, uh, you know, a lot of my friends say, "Why didn't you get their autograph and their picture and all that crap?" You know, I say, "Hey, they, they think of me as a writer. I, you know, that's why they do movies. People write movies, right. write books." So then they kind of think of me as equal. That's why they're generally nice to me, I would think. That's part of my thinking. Sure. So I don't really get starstruck. You know, not really. I mean, I think I think once you meet a couple different celebrities, you know, and maybe this is true for you. Uh, it would be for me anyways. You meet some people, the, the feeling kind of goes away maybe naturally as you're around all these different people, right? You know, I, I try not to even think about it. If I see a possible yeah. book buyer, bam, I'm You're on. after him. You're after him. No <laughs> afterthought. <laughs> there, was, there was one valuable lesson that I thought was a great lesson, and or not maybe a lesson, but something Mel Brooks had said to you. You gave Cameron Diaz, right, a free copy of your book, okay? Right. Now, when you give her the free copy, Mel Brooks says – um. Don't give stuff, something away for free. Something along those lines because there's no value. If, if you don't even spend $1 on something, if you just get, go ahead. Go, yeah. No, what basically <laughs> what Mel's saying is if you give somebody a book, like Cameron, for instance, they won't read it. Because right. they're getting scripts, they're getting junk all the time. And, you know, he like Mel says, when people give him stuff, because he's famous, he's Oscar winner, he throws it, I mean, he gets throws it away. So he was trying, he's... And, would I still get Cameron Diaz a book? I'd give her two books. <laughs> you know, what the hell? Cameron Diaz? Come on. <laughs> yeah. And she's very nice, too, by the way. Yeah, and, 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 you know, a lot of times, and my take from it would have been, you know, you give someone something for free, sometimes there's just less value in it than if they would have paid for it. Even saying, hey, give me a dollar for this. Because now that they paid something for it, yeah. it holds, even if it's small value, it's valuable to them. That's right. You know? Well, if, if I met Cameron Diaz near a bookstore, it would be a different story. <laughs> That's true, yeah, true, true, true. Now, okay, let's go into, let's go, let's go into Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, and yes. down with you giving him a book the first time. Yes. Yes. I learned a lesson with that first encounter with Jerry. I, I saw Jerry talking to a guy at this coffee shop that he hangs out at. And he's with his the same guy, and I gave him a book, and he took the book. And I don't know why. You, you once you watch TV, like Seinfeld was my favorite show. Mine too. Still is. Yeah, still is. By the way. Yep. So you think that you kind of know these people? I know it's not. You get what I'm saying? You, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen thousands of these episodes. Like, I know this guy, and I know he's he's funny and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping when I met him the first time, he would have made a joke or said something, and he didn't. So. <laughs> So I kept walking around the area, you know, and it, it didn't look good because the book, this is my first book. It's got OCD written all over the cover, you know, so not a good sign. So I kept walking around, walking around, walking around, and I 
should have left. That's what I usually do when I meet somebody like Jerry. But I went back over to him after the guy left. And Jerry says, you know, I'm going to give you this book back. <laughs> you know? oh. yeah. I said, well, I back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. that's a burn. Yeah. Well, I just that's earned dumb. it. I oh. just earned it. So I called Mel right after that. He said, well, that's what you get. Just give him the freaking book. Got your ass out of there. That's <laughs> See, right. Mel is the voice of reason, you know, for me. So anyway, fast forward a few years later, Jerry's back at the same at the place with the same guy. So I walked up to Jerry and I said, uh, you probably don't remember me, but I gave you a book a few years ago and you gave it back to me. And he looked at me. He go, oh, yeah, I remember you. So I said, I'm not going to give you a book. I'm giving your friend a book. It's a different book. <laughs> so I gave it to his friend. Uh -huh. So and uh, I also said to Jerry, you're my second favorite comedian. Oh, really? He's the second. I said, Robert Klein is my favorite. So he said, oh, OK, all right. So anyway, I left, got my ass out, <laughs> and I left the book with the other fellow, right? Mm -hmm. So I walked, got out of the area, you know, came back about a half hour later, and there was two girls sitting by the same table that Jerry and that other guy had left by now. Mm -hmm. So I said, did you have to notice if I left the book on that table over there? She said, yeah, the, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was there. He, him and this guy were leaving, and Jerry came back. He said, wait a minute, I forgot my book. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, that that feel pretty good coming from you know Jerry Seinfeld actually yeah. book. But do you ever get confirmation of any of these celebrities that you've encountered reading, um, uh, reading reading your? That's your a good books? question. I'm trying to think. I mean, it'd have to be somebody I bought my book and I would run into him again. Yes, somebody. Oh, yes, I did. I got a good confirmation. You know uh, what's her name? She was in uh, Harry Potter. Helen Bonham Carter. Okay. She was at that time was, I think she was living with the, uh, what's that big director? Tim, 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 uh, Tim. Well, there's Tim Burton. That, uh, That's him. Okay. Oh, okay. Big, big one. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yeah. Okay. So I saw Tim and her walking together around this same area of my hangout. Everybody thinks I live there because I'm there. <laughs> right. They don't see me catch the boat. When nobody's watching, I run to the bus stop. <laughs> 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 anyway, so anyway, they were very nice, and I gave her a book, Helen, and I tried to get one. To, I didn't get one to Tim because they were together. They were just, you know, a couple. So anyway, I walked around. And I thought, ah, I wish I would have given one to Tim as well, you know. But anyway, I ran into Tim by accident later, and I said, well, here, Tim, I'll give you one as well. And he and I said, Mel Brooks has got a blurb on it. You know, I always use Mel's name. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, no, Helen's got the book. One is good. Well, you know, we'll share it. You know, he was a nice guy. So anyway, about two weeks go by, and I'm walking uh, by this coffee shop, the other section of Malibu, mm -hmm. in this hair place. And Helen's in there getting some work, whatever they women do, nails or whatever. And uh, I saw Helen, and I walked in. I said, Helen, did you ever she, you ever get a chance to read my book? She said, oh, yeah, you wrote that OCD book, right? She said, yeah, it was brilliant. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, must, yeah. It, must, it must feel good. Uh, to to get some confirmation with people, especially celebrities. You know me, I don't. It doesn't matter as much, probably. But celebrities, you because it, it has some clout to it. It's it's it, it. For me, it makes you more. I don't know. I, I don't know the right word to say, but it, reputable, I guess. Or credibility, something. Credibility, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Um. So yeah, that because like I said, most of those people I was getting free books. Which, like, we were talking, they probably wouldn't read it anyway. So that's one thing I didn't get too angry at. You know, <laughs> I thought I had them nice enough to take my book. 
And then when I gave one to Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't have a movie deal. Right. So I thought, well, you know, I'm naive in that way. I thought, well, I'll give him a book. You read it. And he's a big star. He, he, he could make a movie from. So that's before I got a movie deal. I was giving free books away for lack of a better word. Let's talk about your movie just for a second. And then I want to get into Larry Hankin because he's coming on oh. the show on your guys' relationship. But oh. your 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 movie is called, and I keep on forgetting the damn name of it, but I know it's in here several times. Go ahead and for some reason I confuse it with Last Man Standing from Tim Allen, which is like a new single. So I don't even know why I do that. I actually met Tim Allen recently too. That's another story. Okay, yeah, right on. So what's 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 the name of your movie? Which one now? I'm trying to confuse. Uh, the one in the book that you talk about quite a bit. Uh, man Interrupted. It was, was it Man Interrupted? Oh, that's the one. Well, actually, Adam Sandler had got the mail, sent him the script. And okay. I kept putting money for it, but they never actually did it. So, Okay. But see, I can. Okay. Okay. So I confused Man Interrupted with Last Man Standing, which is two totally, totally, yeah, totally different. Totally different totally. But <laughs> I have a script out right now called Anonymous, at Anonymous Content, who's big. They did Shit's Creek. Oh, that. right on. That's a great yeah. show. So if they happen to do it or buy it from me, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to sell it unless I can act in it. There you so, go. Yeah. That's my last too. laugh in life. You know, I'm trying <laughs> acting is my deal now. So whatever. Relationship with Larry Hank, and he's going to be on the show at sometime, I think either next week or the week after that. Uh, your relationship with him, is he, he, I, he's, he seems like a very nice guy, just like yourself. Easy to get along with, easy to talk to. <sighs> on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I'm gonna say that for him during our yeah, show. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Larry's care. Uh, me and Larry are tight, oh. so. <laughs> so I can say stuff like that. <laughs> That's any more. Are you, do you have plans on coming out with any more books? Yeah, I'm working on another book. As well, I have another book called Almost Texas that's out. Okay. Maybe. Now, if you don't like dark comedy. You wouldn't like it, but it's kind of like, you know, the guy picked up hitchhiking. Yes. Yes. In the book, there's guys like him everywhere in this. Too. <laughs> That's my kind of book. <laughs> yeah. It's about this really beautiful guy. I had a friend when I was about 20. He was so handsome. Every, every, just people, guys would even look at him. You know, one of those kind of people you see, you know, once in a while you think, why didn't God make me like that? You know, <laughs> I would say it's kind of like you and I. I think everyone looks at us, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop staring. Yeah. <laughs> right. In our dreams, right? <laughs> but anyway, he was really handsome, but he would steal from people. He was a sociopath. Wow. Oh. But he had the looks. And I took his look in my new Almost Texas hitchhiking. And he's so handsome. And he you'd never expect a male model to be hitchhiking. It's usually... You know, guys like I picked up, slobs or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody picks him up. And he meets the gay truck driver who wants to be uh, Tonto on Long Ranger. He meets all these weird characters. So that's kind of, I like road trips. So that's kind of what, so if you like my other book, you might check Almost Texas out in the future or something. You know, I don't know a lot of authors. And I will say I enjoyed your book and I will continue to read your other books. As long as you come out with them, I will continue to buy yeah. them. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And like I said, I do want to get a, a signed copy of this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You're we my man. Are, we are out of time. We only keep about a 30-minute show. We're a little over that. Okay. So I do want to thank you, James, for coming on, sharing your experience. I'd like you back on again whenever you have something new to talk about. Let's talk about it. There's the book right there. I want to thank the Pantheon Podcast Network. I also want to thank Kyler. And I want to thank my producer, Sam, Sam. who is always improving our show. Don't forget, once again, to check out all of our – there's Sam right there. 
There Boom, right there. Uh, hey, you're all great. You're all very great. Thank you. And don't forget to check us out on all podcasts and platforms. Pick yourself up a copy of The Diary of a Manic OCD book sale. You can buy 10 it on bucks. Amazon. Only 10 bucks. <laughs> there you go. 10 bucks. I bought it on Amazon. I it He's still hustling. You can find it anywhere. You will not be disappointed. Ah, uh, you're my. Hey, I like that guy. I'm going to put him <laughs> in my movie. He's in my movie, man. <laughs> hey, I am a horrible actor, but well, I, I will say okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay right there, please, James. Before uh, after till after the outro song plays, that's all the time we got, everybody. Peace out, rock on, and much love. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.